Welcome to the We Are The Church podcast. I am your host, Sherry Jones. I'm excited to share this first episode of the We Are The Church podcast with you. I am an author and inspirational speaker who desires to teach people how to speak life, love themselves, impact the world around them so they can birth the greatness within. This podcast was inspired by a Speak Life Moment message I shared on my Sherry Speaks Life Facebook page on March 23rd, 2020. The title of that message was We Are The Church. And I shared how excited I was to see the church reach beyond the four walls to impact the masses in new and inventive ways. The church is not a building. The church is each and every believer. It is so important that we stand up and truly be the church. Today's topic is the church and COVID-19. And this discussion is led by two dynamic pastors. They are Pastor Reginald Burden of Grace Fellowship Church of Columbia and Pastor Jeff Phillips of Woodfield Park Baptist Church. Both of these churches are located in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. They share some wonderful nuggets of inspiration and revelation with us and truly share how the church should respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm excited to jump into this conversation. Let's get ready to tune in. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the We Are The Church podcast. I am excited to be here with you today with some dynamic pastors, and we are going to dive into the topic, the church and COVID-19. This is a pressing issue for us today, and we are going to talk about how the church to respond to this pandemic. First, I would like for them to introduce themselves. So if we can start with Pastor Burden, just tell us um, a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Hey, thank you. Thank you for inviting me uh, to share with you. I'm Pastor Reginald T. Burden of the Grace Fellowship Church, uh, senior pastor and founder here in Columbia. Uh, I'm originally, uh, we, matter of fact, we're, we're six years old. We planted this church back in November. Of 2013. I'm originally from Sumter, and uh, my wife is from Pinewood, and we have three girls and uh, one granddaughter. And then we had to get a, a godson. I needed to throw a boy somewhere in the bunch, so we have one godson. But we thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. I, I love that. Yeah, you had to get that son in there a little bit. Couldn't have <laughs> yeah. overrun by all those bo- all those girls. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But thank you so much for being with us. Um, And then our next guest, um, Pastor Phillips, if you could tell us about yourself and your ministry. I'm Pastor Jeff Phillips, pastor of Woodfield Park Baptist Church in the Decker Boulevard 
Percival Road area of Columbia. We're a multicultural, multi-generational church, really right across from Fort Jackson. Uh, me and my wife in the ministry there. I'm a, originally from Greenville. That's where I grew up, but we've been in Columbia now going on nine years at Woodfield Park, and we're just excited to be with you. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. Yes, Greenville is a beautiful, um, beautiful town. My sister lives in Spartanburg, but I love Greenville as well. Um, but thank you so much for being with us. And so I will go ahead and hop into our question. Um, with this social distancing, everything that we're going through with the COVID-19, the pandemic, what um, are your thoughts about the new approach that the church is taking? able to have church as usual, um, but we're using um, social media, we're using online, uh, we're doing drive-in services, and we're not as, so if you could just tell me your thoughts on this new approach to church and the long-term effect that it will have on the body of Christ, and we'll start with Pastor Phillips. I think it is a door opened by God. Uh, prayerfully to open our eyes to the possibilities uh, that have been there, but many have neglected, and pretty much everybody's jumped on board now as far as the streaming of services or releasing uh, recorded services. I believe God is trying to teach his church a lesson in that the gathering together, while extremely important and clearly a biblical command to do not forsake the gathering together of the brethren, uh, he's teaching us a lesson that the church is the church no matter where and no matter when. And we have discovered that the reach that even smaller churches can have is exponentially more than just the normal crowd on a Sunday morning. And I think that's a blessing. And I do not believe that any church that wants to remain relevant is going to turn back because this is the present clearly, at least until uh, the end of April, and probably beyond that, uh, if we're being realistic. And it's the future as well, because we've just seen that there is an enormous amount of people that we can be sharing the Word of God with, sharing the Gospel with, that we could not have reached before. And I believe with all my heart, this is a door that God himself has opened. And so, you know, I believe it's going to have overall a very positive effect on the church, uh, in regards to us seeing the opportunities that exist out of the four walls that we're used to gathering in, and then the future of having the work go to every tribe, every tongue, and every nation, basically. Amen, amen. Thank you for that. I'm Pastor Burden, what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, I absolutely agree with what Jeff is saying. I think it's awesome. It is really, really mind-blowing. But also, I think it's an opportunity for the church, uh, you know, the ecclesia of the church to call out one. I think it's an opportunity for us to demonstrate to the world, as Jeff said, this is a door that God is opening. And only a God could have set this stage up. I mean, he has set the stage for the church to have the greatest victory that mankind has ever witnessed. Amen. Because what, 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 this, what, this, what this situation has done, it has pushed us outside of those four walls. Mm-hmm. We have become so comfortable and so complacent, uh, just staying within uh, the full consecrated wall. But what this situation, what this virus has done, uh, it has pushed us outside 
of the wall, that, that, that we have an opportunity now to really be the church. Uh, I mm-hmm. think so often we've already talked about church work rather than the work of the church. And so really God has set the stage. He has given us an opportunity that the church is the living God. We've been telling people for years, pastors and preachers, I've been doing this 25 years, We've been telling people, hey, the church is not the building, but the church is the body. The church is not the building. Well, God said, okay, hey, look, here's an opportunity for my church to show the world that it's really not about the building. And, yeah, and those of us who have buildings, we thank God for the building, that where the church can come and gather collectively for corporate works. But, I mean, I think it's an opportunity, as Jeff said, I mean, reaching, I mean, reaching a mass of people that normally – uh, that you would not reach. And so I don't think, and again, I, I figure back on what Brother Jeff said, I don't think any church that wants to remain relevant moving forward is going to be able to turn back. Matter of fact, I had a conversation with a couple of pastors the other day, and uh, last week our empowerment hour uh, hits right at about 1,500 views. Now, that, now for some people that's not a lot. But for a church outside 1,500, that, I mean, it would take me almost, and our church seats 150, so that means that it would take me almost two and a half months with, with that church slim packed every Tuesday night to reach that many people. Two and a half months, basically, it would take me. Mm-hmm. And within four or five days, with our broadcast being out there on social media, we've hit over 1,500 people. So it would be, it would be crazy to go back and say, okay, when this is over, we're going to shut down social media, we're going to go back and do it. And I think if churches want to be relevant, God has said, hey, okay. Here's an opportunity. Yeah, you know, we, we, we hate what's going on, but I believe, as Paul said, it's going to work together for our good, and God is going to get the glory out of this thing. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, that is amazing. Congratulations on that. 1,500 views. Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's, that's major. That's major. Yes, that is that is major. But I love what you all are saying. Well, you know, Pastor Phillips saying this, this is the door that God has opened for us. And I love um, Pastor Burton when you said church work instead of the work of the church. That's that's what we've been mm-hmm. focusing on is just the building and as what this podcast mm-hmm. is about is we are the church, the body of Christ, not just that right. building. So thank you all right. so much for those thoughts. Uh, now my next question is more individualized. So how should believers um, respond when we are questioned about this pandemic? You will have people that will come to us and say, well, you know, how can you believe in God when he's causing this to happen? Or they, they believe God is causing or God is allowing this to happen. You have people dying. You have people suffering. And this comes about every time we have, you know, a major calamity in the world. Um, but with this particular pandemic, how should believers respond to those questions? Um, and we'll start with Pastor Burden on that one. Well, I, I think how, believe, how believers are going to have to respond is going to have to be a faith response. You know, this, this is the consequences that our world, our nation goes through since the fall of man because of sin. Um, and so I think for believers, our response, and matter of fact, I'm, I'm doing a teaching on our empowerment hour uh, talking about the importance of faith in this season, because this is definitely a faith walk. Um, you know, we hate that, you know, individuals have lost, thousands of persons have lost their lives uh, due to this virus. Uh, but, you know, we've had other calamities in our world. And uh, one thing about God, you know, I, I'm not saying God caused it, but God has allowed it to happen for whatever reason we may know and we may never know. 
But in the end, uh, going back to doing house, doing church different, think about how many people are going to end up coming to God. I think like with Jeff, me and him talk, they've had several baptisms of people coming mm-hmm. to Christ through their social media broadcasts. I mean, that, that's amazing. I mean, I mean, whoever would think that you air service on Facebook and someone will want to come to the Lord. And mm-hmm. so, so I think the, how, how, how the body of Christ, how we're going to have to respond when someone comes to us with that question, and it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be a thing. This is where the rubber going to meet the road. Mm. This, is, this, 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 this time in history is where the rubber going to meet the road. What I mean by that? It's going to really find out who is really sold out for Christ, who is really mm. determined to serve God through, through all of the difficulties and challenges that we are faced with, who has really said that for God I'll live, for God I'll die. This is where the rubber is going to meet the road. And so I think for those of us who are holding true to our faith and that uh, God is still God, because one thing we have to understand is that this situation did not catch God by surprise. But also, this situation does not stop God from being God. And so I think we have to realize that, that because it, it may have caught us by surprise, and it may have changed us, changed our lifestyle and what we do and where we go and all of that. It has not changed one, one thing about who God really, who God is. God has still remained to be God with all sovereign, all power. He still is the God of our only begotten, uh, his son, Jesus the Christ. And we're going to celebrate uh, Good Friday on tomorrow, and Easter Sunday morning is coming. And so as believers, we must just operate. This is the time where Second Corinthians 5 and 7 come to life. Walk by faith and not by sight. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. I'm Pastor Phillips. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a twofold question, one for the body of believers. Uh, but also for the world. And we do, as believers, as followers of Jesus, need to be prepared to answer those questions. And Reggie touched upon the true biblical answer is that this has been going on since the fall of man. Death has been going on since the fall of man. And it is very difficult to find someone who has not been touched by suffering in some way in this world, whether it be from cancer or disease or war or whatever it is we know that suffering happens in fact and this is one of the things we've been focusing on especially when trying to teach the church is that suffering is a promise of god persecution is a promise of god hatred of the world is a promise of god and we as believers need to embrace that and understand and then be prepared to speak to the world about that, understanding that until Jesus comes back or until we die and we're reunited with him in heaven, that this is the world we live in no matter what the cause. And we need to be focusing on eternity uh, and not necessarily the suffering of this world. Does that mean we do not deal with the effects of this pandemic? Absolutely not, whether it be uh, helping people who have lost their jobs. I saw the jobs report this morning. In the last three weeks, over 16 million people have filed for unemployment. That's more than all who filed during the 2008 recession in three weeks, uh, which is an amazing statistic when you think about it. 
And so you have people being affected who do not have this virus uh, through financial hardship. They may need a meal, and the church needs to be meeting those needs as a witness to people that we are here to help them. But we also need to be focusing on eternity because there's only one place where there's going to be no more suffering, and that's heaven. And that's our responsibility through this is to be a witness to that, that there's only way you, one way you can have that, and that's through Jesus Christ. And so it's an amazing opportunity because everybody's focused on this. Everybody's paying attention to it. You go out, if you go to the grocery store, most people have on the mask, the gloves. People are afraid, and so doors do open to answer questions, and there's only one answer to the question. And Jesus is not going to prevent you from getting the disease, uh, but Jesus can protect you from the effects of the disease, at least for eternity. And I believe that's where our focus needs to be through this, because that's the only true answer that there is here on this earth, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. I I love that. Y'all y'all said so much. So so many wonderful nuggets out of that. Um, uh, but I like um Pastor Burton was saying that you know the rubber meets the road. This is a time that we as a church we have to stand up and and improve our faith, not just talk the talk but walk the walk. And um, mm-hmm. Pastor Phillips, when you said that um persecution is a promise of God, I think a lot of times we focus on the good stuff, like oh because I'm a believer I'm supposed to get all these abundant blessings. But a part of being a believer there will be suffering. Um, but it's all mm-hmm. in how we um deal with it. So thank you all for that. Um, and then my my last question, Pastor Phillips, you kind of um, touched in on it, was about advice for people that are dealing with fear and anxiety during this time. Of course, we know that the Lord does not give us a spirit of fear. We know that scripture. We're standing on that scripture. But in our flesh, we we have some fear and we have some anxiety when we're seeing all the things that are happening in the world. So what are some tangible um, advice or things that you uh, advise for people to do to try to ease those feelings of fear and anxiety. Um, we're, encouraging people, yeah. we're encouraging people to uh, turn off the TV for one thing, <laughs> uh, because right. if you're if if you're just going to stay focused on what's on the news, you're going to become obsessed with what's going on, and this is an opportunity maybe like unlike any other that we're going to have in our lifetimes to really be building that personal relationship with God through his word, through prayer, through the fellowship of believers, which is still available uh, via social media. There's things like Zoom. There's uh, messenger chat where we can get together. We can talk even if we can't be physically together to be encouragers of each other. But to me, it still comes down to that ultimate question, is are we focused on treasures here on earth, or are we focused on treasures in heaven? Uh, We're all going to die barring the return of the Lord, and none of us know when that is going to be. And so where is our focus going to be? And if it is focus on God, I have yet to meet the person who truly wants to die. Uh, And, you know, as a pastor, and I know Reggie can confirm this, we visited with more people near death than, you know, pretty much anybody than a hospice nurse or someone like that. It's just part of our responsibility being the shepherd of a flock. You, I'll say very, very rarely run into someone who wants to die. But as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, 
we should not fear it. If we truly understand that promise of God of eternity with him, uh, it's like Paul said, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And that our life truly begins, you know, when we're in heaven with Jesus. And if we'll stay focused upon that as the church, understanding that, we do not need to fear death. We do not need to fear this illness. Uh, the Bible says the one we do need to fear is God. And having that healthy, uh, reverent, awesome fear of God to where we understand that the things he's teaching us through this are to help us be that witness in the world that he's called us to be, to be that salt and light out there to show people that there is an answer that will resolve all of life's problems here on earth at least in eternity. It's not going to take them away uh, most of the time. I'm not saying God won't do it. He can do it. He can do anything he chooses to do. And so he could take this virus away. I don't think it's any coincidence that we're going through this at Easter. I don't believe in coincidences with God. You know, I believe God is allowing this to happen right around Easter because it's Easter when people who may not be uh, engaged in church are looking to church, even if it's just a tradition of going. And the church is going to have a reach this Easter unparalleled in history to get the message of the cross and the resurrection to the world and let them know that hope. You know, the Bible, one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 42. And the cry of the psalmist there is hope in God. And that's where we need to be pointing people through this. And the Bible says we have nothing to fear. Uh, in, in regards to things on this earth. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but we have nothing to fear, and we need to show the world that. Amen, amen. Pastor Burton? Uh, one of the things that, I mean, we're, we're just trying to tell you, first of all, you, you got to just kind of, you got to relax. Um, and as Brother Jeff said, you're going to have to break away from the news because if you don't, it's going to just, it's just going to push you over the edge. But also, you know, I'm encouraging people, hey, look, take this time and uh, to uh, spend with family. Uh, take this time to, 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 to shift some things and, and re reposition some things in your life, um, you know, with family and, and, and with more, and as well as your relationship with God. And uh, if I was just thinking when Brother Jeff was saying that nobody wants to die, you know, it's like those saying everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there. And, uh, you know, I mean, you think about it, even with Jesus, you know, I mean, he really didn't want to because he said, Father, there'll be another way. Take this cup before me, but nevertheless, you know, at your will. And so what we're trying to do and what I'm trying to do is tell people, look, first of all, just kind of relax. You know, uh, God, is, God is giving you a little downtime. I mean, because a lot of places that they're not working and whatever. So you have time that you can build, build relationships with your family and build a strong, spend time, spend time in the word of God. Now, yeah, you watch the news because you want to keep up with what's going on, but you you can't just you can't just take all of that in because I mean you you leave you you turn the TV off sometimes not knowing what what which way to go or what to do or whatever. And again, like I say, this is the time for for the body of Christ. This is the time that we can be that witness unto unbelievers who don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the time that we can just pull out and show them what the church really is and, and why we believe in God the way we do, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, why, why, we, why do we stand strong on the promises uh, that God has declared unto, unto uh, his people. And so, therefore, it is an awesome opportunity uh, for us to just, you know, just, just show the world 
show the world, the church at its best. And like I said, God has set us up for an awesome victory. I mean, we, we can't blow this even if we wanted to. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like we, 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 can't, we, can't, we can't blow this. If we, I mean, if we wanted to blow it. We cannot blow this. I mean, because the, the, the stage has been set. What, what, whatever church an individual has realized, God has set this thing bigger than any individual. And I was sharing with a good friend of mine who pastors in Chicago, a, a congregation of 22,000. And he said to me the other day, he said, Bud, you know what? We're all in the same boat right about now. Mm-hmm. We're, everybody's in the same boat right now, depending upon social media uh, to get your message out and depend upon the other ways to stay in connection with your congregation and whatever. And so, but so God, has, God has set this thing. It's bigger than any pastor. It's bigger than any building. It's bigger than any one individual. God has made. I mean, God has made this thing so big that first of all, nobody can take the credit for it. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely, no one can. And that's the beauty. Nobody can take the credit for this situation right here. Amen. You know, and um, I mean, because God has, He is, He's, he's literally. Um, I mean, has shut everything down to a certain extent. That now we have to turn, and you know, and that's the way God, you know, God, all, you know, God gives us what we want. You know, we pray, we ask, you, we think about the children of Israel. They pray for a king. God give them a king, but God always gives you something that's going to turn you back to Him when you really think that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so I encourage people, you know, spend time with family, spend time with God. Uh, if you have friends who are unsaved, you know what? This is a perfect time for them to look at your life and to look at the pattern of your life. And sometimes you don't have to say anything. And they just look at you through it this time. And, you know, and they're like, wow, you know what? That's what keeps them so calm. That's what keeps them so connected. And so, you know, like I said, it's just, it's, it's just awesome. I mean, you know, when, we, when it first happened, you know, we all were kind of thinking, you know, what to do, how we're going to do it. But now as we began to navigate through this thing and, and just the joy of it, I mean, and uh, I mean, like you've launched this podcast, and people are launching different things. I mean, God has just done blow this thing up, and so we just have mm-hmm. to just you know thank Him for it. The scriptures say, "In all things, not for all things, but in all things, give thanks." And so even with this uh, with this uh, uh, virus, and even this what's happening across the land and the country, we just have to say, God, you know what? We thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you all so much. That that just blessed my soul. Like you said, it's, this is like a divine setup. No, nothing could have been set up <laughs> better. No, than we can't even blow it. We can't. We can't blow Yes. Yes. He's given us this opportunity to stand as, and truly be the church. So thank mm. you all. Thank you so much for this interview today. Day, um, and for sharing your nuggets of revelation with our listeners. Um, so at this time, if you could just share with us how people can connect with you, how to connect with your ministry, and then any closing remarks that you have. And we'll start with um, Pastor Burton. Again, I want to thank you uh, uh, for uh, inviting me to come and to share with you. And again, my brother Jeff, uh, you can contact with uh, Grace Fellowship Church of Columbia. Our physical address is... Uh, 3101 Percival Road here in the city of Columbia. And uh, you can contact us through our church website, which is www.grace8.org, or you can follow us on Facebook, Grace Fellowship Church of Columbia. We have a YouTube channel that we've just gotten up, but 
Uh, that's Great Fellowship Church of Columbia as well. Or you may call our church office at 803-605-5550 and uh, leave a message and someone will get back in contact with you. And uh, we pray God blesses upon you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Pastor Phillips. Sherry, I just want to thank you as well for the opportunity to be with you and uh, Reggie, a friend of mine who I have great respect for. But we're Woodfield Park Baptist Church. Our website is woodfieldparkbaptistchurch.com. Uh, we're on Facebook at Woodfield Park Baptist. Uh, my personal phone number is 803-542-2482 if anyone uh, wants to speak about anything. Uh, also, we have a YouTube. I think everybody has a YouTube channel now, yeah. but we're <laughs> Woodfield Park Baptist Church, one of those doors that God has opened for us. And uh, yeah. you can search us there and pull us up, and our services are all posted there, and we're doing some other things. We're doing some uh, stuff for children and uh, youth there, and so we'd love to have you reach out to us and uh, hope to see you when we can gather together again. Amen. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us and for our listeners. Thank, thank you, you so much for tuning in for this first episode of the We Are the Church podcast. You all be blessed, and we'll talk with you next time. Pastor Burden and Pastor Phillips truly broke down the church and COVID-19. They shared so many golden nuggets of revelations with us today. I am so excited. My mind is blown. My soul is blessed. And I pray that you were blessed by this conversation too. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. You can go to SherrySpeaksLife.com, click on the Contact Me tab, and send me a message. I would love to continue this discussion with you. While you're there, you can pick up my freebie, Speak Life Checklist, and join the Sherry Speaks Life community. If you have not already, please subscribe to this podcast so you can continue to hear dynamic topics every week. Next week's topic will be the church and mental health. Thank you again for tuning in. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Be blessed, take care, be safe, and remember, we are the church. Bye-bye.